everybody. This is Heidi St. John. Welcome to the Busy Mom Podcast. I'm glad you're joining me today. Today is Friday, December 8th. Oh my goodness, you're getting even closer to Christmas. And today I have a really special friend on the podcast with me, and we're going to be talking about her new book, Unwrapping the Names of Jesus. This is a great conversation to have with your kids, and we got a freebie to offer you. We're giving stuff away, so stick around. I think you're going to be encouraged. My friend Asherita Chuchu is on the podcast with me today. Asherita, welcome to the podcast. I'm so this is your first time. I'm so glad you're here. Yeah. Heidi, thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited. It's really fun to have you. I'm loving watching what God is doing with you and your heart for women. It's an encouragement uh, to me to see so many women being called to the front lines of the battlefield mm. right now, and just to encourage um, moms in their walk with God to encourage women to get to know the word of God. And that's something that you are really passionate about. So tell everybody a little bit about who you are. First of all, we want to know, because uh, this is a busy mom podcast. Um, how many kids do you have and how old are they? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So we have two spunky daughters. Carissa is four and Amelia is one and a half. Um, and they keep me busy, but they're also the joy of my life. Um, mm. So much fun with them. And then I married Flavio, who's my high school sweetheart. We met in Romania. Um, and we live in Akron right now, Ohio. <laughs> That's amazing. So you grew up um, as a as a you're a missionary kid, right? In Romania, mm-hmm. that's where you met yep. your husband. Yeah, sixth grade camp. Wow, that is sixth grade yeah. camp. Wow, wow, wow. <laughs> and how long have you guys been think, married? Um, seven years. But I think we've known each other longer than we've not. So wow, um, he he really is my best friend and understands me better than anyone else in this world. I think he's. He's God's best gift to me after salvation. <laughs> wow. I know. I'm always telling my husband that time, I'm like, you are my favorite human anywhere on the planet. So <laughs> I love that. And it's encouraging, I think, for, for moms to see healthy marriages and what it looks like. Because right mm-hmm. now in the culture, we're not seeing a lot of that. Yeah. Yeah. And honestly, like growing up, um, I loved my parents and my family, but uh, marriage was a struggle. And that was one thing that made me say, like, I'll never get married. (laughs) Mm. So as a kid, I didn't want to get married. I want to grow up and be a single missionary like Amy Carmichael and tell people about Jesus around the world. And God had other plans. And I'm so glad he did because um, I wouldn't trade it for the world now. And so since you grew up in Romania, so I have have a practical question. Do uh, Do you speak Romanian? I do. We're bilingual. Our daughters are bilingual. Actually, Amelia right now only like responds in Romanian in her little words, but somewhere around two or three, they like Chris has switched over to English and Amelia probably will because that's what I did as a child too. That is really cool because we have a, we have a very, um, a really large Slavic culture here um, in my neck of the woods in Oregon and Washington. And so a lot of my friends are of Romanian descent have uh, immigrated over here. So I think that's, that's really so cool. cool. I didn't know that about uh-huh. you. I'm learning things, fun facts right now. <laughs> I'm loving it. We just it. need to like hang out in real life, Heidi. <laughs> I know. It's really true. And you, when did you start writing? Because you're really, you're a young mother to have been able to uh, get a book deal. So that's really awesome. Um, yeah, when did that start? Oh, God's grace. Um, I've always wanted to be a writer. So it's something that I feel God placed that desire in me from a young age. And I majored in English in college. Um and started my blog, One Thing Alone, um, four years ago now. Mm. So it's been a process of writing and just being faithful where God had me in the moment. And 
um, he's totally surprised me by, yeah, Unwrapping Leaves of Jesus is my second book with Moody. And it really has been a wild ride, all, all God's grace. So that's awesome. And so speaking of Unwrapping the Names of Jesus, you are doing right now um, a free three-day sampler of Unwrapping the Names of Jesus. And we're going to link back to that. If you guys are wondering how to do it, we'll link back to that in the show notes today. And your book is in stores right now. Can they get it anywhere? Yeah, wherever books are sold, Amazon as well. Um, if you have international listeners, they can go to Book Depository and find it there. Um, but yeah, you can find it wherever. I love that. So and so, tell me a little bit about, let's talk about this because I think, you know, we're coming into the Christmas season and moms feel really busy and really stressed out because we got, there's so many things going on. And I think, you know, it's like you mothers will tell me that they feel like they're drowning and then somebody says, oh, here and add, you know, the holidays <laughs> and the financial stress you do every day. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. Don't forget the cookie, the cookie bake. And, you know, you're, you, you have now signed up to do, to do uh, 20 dozen different cookies and your kids are happy, but you're like, oh, and then your mother brings you the gingerbread house from Costco and you just can't figure out how to get that into the timeline. And we miss. I think the importance of Christmas because it's become so commercialized and so material driven, but you're really doing a wonderful thing and pointing um, your readers back to um, the importance of Advent and why we're doing that. Why, why we have Christmas in the first place. And it sounds so Mm. trite, but I think we've forgotten. So um, tell me why, why did you write um, the book and then tell our listeners a little bit about, about it and what the heart is behind it. Yeah. Yeah. So honestly, growing up, I didn't really like Christmas. I didn't enjoy it. It was such a busy season for my family. And I think um, busyness- Every ministry and, family relates to that. Yeah. yeah. Like it just brings out the worst. <laughs> and so yeah. putting up the Christmas tree like would pretty much ensure a family feud. And there was just so right. much stress. Um, right. And I, I, let me say this. Like my parents got a whole lot right. Like they showed for me a, a passionate love for Jesus. And God was real in our lives. Like I knew God is just as active today as he was 2000 or 4,000 years ago. Um, and I love my parents for that. But the Christmas season itself was just so stifling for my heart. Um, I think I just prefer the simple things in life in general. Mm-hmm. And so everything that came with Christmas and the expectations and like you just went through, I, I was nodding my head as you were mentioning, like one thing after another. Um, yeah. just makes me want to go hide somewhere in a closet. Right. And when I found out I was pregnant with my first child, I remember talking to a mentor of mine and saying, like, I am going to ruin Christmas for my kids. Like, I'm going to be the worst mom ever. And You'd be the Grinch. You'd yeah, be the Grinch mom. Basically. And she looked at me and she's like, Ashrita, you can start new traditions for your family. You and your husband get to decide how you do Christmas. And that, Heidi, for me was a moment where – I just, I hit my knees and asked the Lord, if Christmas really is about Jesus, would you help me rediscover the joy of Christmas? Would you Mm. teach me what it's really about? Um, Because what I'm seeing, I'm not liking it. And I don't want that for my kids and my family. Mm -hmm. Um, And he pointed me back to Jesus, right? Because Jesus is the gift. He is the reason for the season. And we say that and we, you know, believe that, but then sometimes it's hard to live it out. And so I just, the, the spirit led me to look at, what does it mean that Jesus is the gift? Do I really know that? And and so starting to study his names, Heidi, I found like each new name that I looked at and I studied in scripture, it felt like a whole new gift that I got to unwrap and enjoy and celebrate this 
characteristic of Jesus um, that meets me in my place of need. And it was one name after another, after another. And I was studying them in the weeks leading up to Christmas. Um, and that year, Christmas morning, I, I just woke up and I was like, I, this is it. Like, I think this is what I was missing. I'm so excited mm. to celebrate the birth of Jesus because I feel like I've grown in my knowledge of who he is and in my love for him. Like my heart was just mm. overflowing with adoration for him. And that I think was the first time that I really experienced that joy of Christmas morning. Um, and that's mm. what led me to write this devotional because I want that for other moms and other families as well. Mm-hmm. And I think moms need to know too. I think it's what what we're doing in some in some respect is we're saying, listen, you can get off the crazy Christmas train. Yes. Like we don't actually have to ride the train, yeah. <laughs> you know. And I think we ride it because uh, because that's what we grew up doing. Because that's what we're used where that's what we're used to doing. And we cram so many things, but we are uh, we're stressed out. And I think that our our kids are stressed out as a result of it. And I love this. I love the idea of just pulling back and saying, hey, let's focus on the true gift, which is Christmas. And I don't know, but I don't know what you're doing in your family, but I've been, you know, my oldest daughter's 26. So I've been, I've been uh, riding, I, I've, I've ridden the crazy Christmas train a few times mm, <laughs> as a mother. Yeah. And over yeah. the years, uh, we have gotten to where now we've, we focus very little on the gift giving. You know, our, our kids will each get two, uh, maybe two presents from us. It's of course it's harder when you have mm-hmm. seven children. Like it adds up really fast. And now I have <laughs> grandchildren and you know son-in-laws and things like that. But uh, I know that when we stopped focusing on the on the the mad rush to make sure that there were dozens of presents under the tree, and we started mm-hmm. enjoying our children more and just taking you know just getting some hot chocolate and getting in the car and going to look at Christmas lights and um, reading mm-hmm. the Christmas story, it made a big difference. Have you noticed the same thing in your family? Yeah, absolutely. So one thing that we did, you know, a few years ago uh, with my husband, yeah, I think that first year that I started becoming more intentional about Christmas was I asked him, like, what is one thing that you want to do this Christmas? Like, what is the epitome of Christmas spirit for you? Mm -hmm. (laughs) And we'll do that. And then I got to choose one thing too. And, you know, this year we'll ask my four-year-old, like, what is one thing you want to do for Christmas? And then letting them pick what's important and prioritizing that and letting everything else go. I think there's so many expectations that mm-hmm. we place on ourselves or we want to create these winter wonderlands for our families and our kids. Um, and honestly, sometimes we just stress ourselves and everyone else out and no one really enjoys it. But right. gosh darn it, we're going to go cut down that Christmas tree because that's our tradition and that's what we always do. Because that's what we're doing. <laughs> I know it's really true. And honestly, it is. I think um, I wrote about this a long time ago on my blog, but I, I was talking about the things I remember as a, as a child. And um, the main thing that I, my main takeaway from Christmas, well, A, we totally overdid it because it was the 80s, right? And my grandparents <laughs> loved Christmas. And so there were, you know, we couldn't even see the Christmas tree because there were seven of us, seven <laughs> children in my family. And the presents would go almost at the top of the Christmas tree. Well, wow. um you know, what's crazy is I don't remember the gifts that I got at Christmas, but you know what I do remember? Mm-hmm. I remember my grandfather coming over dressed as Santa Claus. I remember, mm-hmm. I remember sitting around and just singing Christmas carols. I remember we used to go look at Christmas lights, you know, walking down uh, Peacock Lane in Portland. It was those things. And I think if we can come back to the centrality of just Jesus and people sometimes will say to me, well, what do I get out of this Jesus gig? You know, cause I, I like to talk mm-hmm. about the culture and what's happening around us. 
and our need for Jesus. And somebody asked me straight up one time, they're like, so if I take, if I, if I uh, take you up on this and I look into Jesus and I believe that what you're saying is true and I ask him into my heart, what do I get? And Mm -hmm. I said, you get Jesus. Like you get Jesus. Hello. He's the peace that passes understanding. He's the one that brings joy out of the chaos. And I think he's the one that calls us to a place of rest, even in the Christmas season. And I love studying the names of Jesus because to, what was it when you studied the names of Jesus, uh, what were the two most powerful things that you took away from that study? <laughs> well, I think one of them is just, um, so I grew up in a Christian family. So um, when I kind of compiled this list of names I wanted to study, I kind of looked it over, Heidi, and honestly, like, just between you and me, um, <laughs> I you felt like, oh, 30,000 other people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I was like, I know, I know these names. Like, yes, this, this is good. Um, but without fail, every single time I dug into the meaning of that name, I was left awestruck. Mm. There is so much more to Jesus than I think we think about on a regular basis. And, and it's like our souls, it's like soul amnesia, right? We forget who God is. We forget what he's done. We forget just yeah. how big he is because we, we have these caricatures in our minds, you know, and it's make different him for everyone small. of what we think Jesus is like. But yeah. when we look at scripture, um, it, it surprises us. It challenges us. It pushes us to think differently about who God is and our own lives. Then like when you reflect on it, well, how do I respond then? If Jesus is, if I really believe Jesus is the Lord of Lords, then how do I respond when I don't agree with who's sitting in the white office or when there's a shooting down the street mm-hmm. from me, like what will my response be to that? If I really believe he is the Lord of Lords, mm-hmm. um, it pushes us in so many ways, but I think it also brings comfort because if Jesus is the man of sorrows who has experienced every type of emotional and physical pain that we can imagine, who was betrayed by his friends, who lost his friends, his, his parent, his dad, earthly dad died. His best friend, Lazarus died. Like he experienced the loss of loved ones. He experienced um, his own friends turning away and running away and leaving Mm -hmm. him alone. His own father turning his back on him and forsaking him when he was on the cross. Any type of emotional pain, not to mention physically what he went through on the cross. Mm -hmm. If there's anyone facing this Christmas season um, with sadness and saying, I just don't want to do this again. I don't know if I can go on. Um, Jesus is the one to turn to. He understands mm-hmm. it. He gets it. He was there. He experienced the whole realm of human emotions and nature yet without sin. And so we know he's a great high priest. He stands at the right hand of the throne of God and intercedes for us. He sympathizes with our weaknesses. He understands and he offers comfort. And I could go on and on about the different names and, and what that means to our experience because that that listener's question about, well, what do I get when I get Jesus? I think we don't fully understand the riches that we have in Jesus yeah. Christ until we begin to dig into his names and learn yeah. more about his character. And that's my prayer for this devotional. Not that it would be just another thing to add to your list at Christmas to do more, but rather that it would bring new meaning and more depth to this Christmas season mm. as you discover the riches and the gifts that are yours in Jesus Christ. 
I love Jews. That one of my favorite uh, names of Jews is the Lion of Judah. Yeah. And, um, just to to know, like, we don't actually have to be afraid. Mm-hmm. You know, we live. I think so often we live in fear, and and we maybe even react at Christmas time out of fear. Like we, that's it's fear that pushes us to spend money that we don't have, mm-hmm. um, because we're afraid our kids are going to miss out. Right? It really is. And we don't have to be afraid. Jesus, he's the lion of Judah. He's going before us. And he is the, he's the, he's the captain of heaven's armies. I, I think sometimes we forget how big he is. Yeah. Um, and there's so many, one of the things I've told my girls, well, actually all of our kids, but especially my girls over the years about the cross. I said the one of the things I love about the cross so much is that all of the characteristics of God can be seen there. His mercy, his love. Um, his justice, his wrath, his anger at sin, um, and so much of uh, Jesus, all of Jesus is also seen at the cross. Yeah. And so pointing people back to the cross at Christmas time and back to the incredible sacrifice that Jesus made just to come down here and he gave it up. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm telling my kids, look, he gave it up. It'd be like you having everything that you could possibly ever want. You're sitting at the right hand of the most powerful person that you know. And you decide to go live in a slum in India mm-hmm. because those people need you. Yeah. And that's what Jesus did. And to recognize what he did and to take the time to do it is so powerful uh, this Christmas. And I'm always telling moms, listen, if you, um, if you're looking at this and you feel like, oh, how am I going to add one more thing? Take something away. Like to me, this is worth taking something away to do. Like stop continuing to just add things. You know, I love what you said earlier. You sit down and you go, what do you really want to do? Maybe that's what we need to be doing as families. What do we want this to be about? Mm. And what can we take away so that we can make sure that it is about Jesus? I think that, I think I love this because I, I feel like um, unwrapping the names of Jesus is allowing families to remember what Christmas is really about. Yeah, that's my prayer, that we would grow in in knowledge of Jesus, but also in love. And that this would change not just our Decembers, but come January and February, that we would be women and men who who love Jesus more, and our kids can see that in our lives as well. Yeah, absolutely true. Well, Asherita, thank you so much for coming on the podcast with me. Um, I'm going to link back to all things uh, related to unwrapping the names of Jesus and also to your wonderful blog and all the things that you're doing to minister to women. Remember, everybody, you can get a a free three-day sampler of unwrapping the names of Jesus, or you can just skip the sampler and go get the book. (laughs) That's what I'm going to ask you to do. Go get the book. I think you're going to be really encouraged. Sit down and read it with your kids. I noticed something, um, Asherita, you have um, the names of Jesus coloring ornaments also. Yeah on your page. And how do people get that? Because there's a lot of moms listening to this today. Yeah. So we have a Advent resource library. If you go to unwrappingthenames.com and we have all kinds of resources there, the coloring ornaments. So kids can color as you talk about the different names of Jesus at Christmas, like Jesus centered playlist of Christmas songs, um, all sorts of different Mm -hmm. ways to bring new meaning to things that we do. And then the book itself, I forgot to mention this, Heidi, but it has, um, family devotion guide for once a week. So if you have like an Advent candle wreath, um, it gives you like what scriptures to read as you light the candle and what carols to sing on that theme um, so that kids can get involved as well. I love it. I love it. I can't wait to get my own copy. This is great. Well, thank you so much. And if you guys have any questions uh, for me or any questions for Asherita that I can um, send to her, remember you can email me podcast 
at thebusymom.com. Don't forget, we are right in the middle right now of 12 days of ticket sales for the Becoming MomStrong Conference. That is ending today. So that ends really quick. So if you're interested in uh, coming to see me this this year while I'll be on the road, check that out. And if if you've got any questions about Asherita, you can find her at onethingalone.com. But don't steer off the road. I will link back to the show notes today and you can go and check it out. So thanks again, Asherita, for coming on the podcast. Heidi, thank you so it. much for having me. It was my joy. Hey, everybody, have a great weekend. And I'll see you back here for Mailbox Monday on Monday. For more encouragement, visit me online at thebusymom.com.